Welcome to Goop Tales, episode 71, Bossy Lena and the Smoking Red Javanese Crater. I'm Maria Calanchini, and I'm the author of Goop Tales. And today we are going to take a trip to Indonesia, more specifically to Java in Indonesia, where there is a huge, glorious, beautiful volcano called Mount Bromo. But you're going to see in this story that Mount Bromo is not the star of the story. Rather, it is a crater. So when you look at the photos for this goop tail, you're going to see photos in Java of all these incredible craters that surround Mount Bromo, which is the big volcano. And it's really cool because it's like, it almost looks like a sort of outer space Martian land because there's the big volcano and then the craters all surrounding it and then surrounded in this white smoke that they give off. And so when I started writing this story, I was originally going to focus more on Mount Bromo. And then I just thought about these little craters. Well, they're really not that little that surround it. And I did some research on them. And it's just so interesting to me because they set off Mount Bromo. Like they make Mount Bromo look amazing because they make the whole landscape around it look amazing. So I wanted to bring some attention to the craters. So you're going to see who's the star of this story. And I want to thank Lucia Brackett for the name of Bossy Lena. Lucia wrote in, I think it's Lucia. It might be Lucia. So if I mispronounce, I apologize, but I'm doing my best. So she wrote in and said, Bossilina is a grateful, silly, good goop girl. But sometimes when things don't go her way, she gets bossy. Mm, I think I've known a Bossilina in my time or two. I've probably been uh, a Bossilina. I'm sure I have. I try not to be though. I want to give a little shout out too to Ava, who wrote in a very similar name called Bossalina. So Ava and Lucia, this one's for you. Thank you for writing in your great ideas. And thank all the rest of you who are continuing to write, who continue to write so many great ideas. I've received every day I get a new goop name and they're all so great that it's hard to decide who's coming next. Now, speaking of who's coming next, some of you are starting to participate in the votes, which I love. So thank you to all your voters out there. We got quite a few votes this last time round, And I need to ask Tanya who is going to be up for the next Gooptail because we've got some winners because all of you are going to gooptails.com forward slash vote where you can vote on what goop you want to be in an upcoming Gooptail. So keep doing that. And what we do is we take out the winner for that week and then Tanya puts it on a list and then she puts in a new name sent in by you and then that name is added to the voting section. So you never know when your name might win or the name that you submitted might win. So go and um, go vote please at gooptails.com forward slash vote. Now I want to read a review and just say thank you to all of you. Keep those reviews coming. I love it. They help spread the word about Goop Tales. And it really means a lot because when you spread the word, it encourages me to keep making them, make them more often and helps me just expand 
the reach, the more listeners we have, the more I make Goop Tales. So let me read a review that came in on July 6th from Adrian. And Adrian says, I like Goop Tales because I like the parts that are dangerous, but they really make it. (laughs) I like that they have something in their hands and that they have friends and that they disappear. I like that they have music. And that's really terrifying because something scary happened or they're surprised. I like the one where he had a walking stick and pretends that it's a sword, then jumps into the water and disappears. I also like the volcano one that you're gonna make. Well, Adrian, you're gonna hear all about that one today. I haven't heard it, but I know it's gonna be cool already because I like volcanoes. Thank you for your stories. Oh, you're so welcome, Adrian. And I hope that you like, um, I hope you like craters too. So that is my review. And I just want to, you know, I've gotten so many names and I'm still in the process of writing back to you. And I want to thank, you know, Theo, Elias, Leonardo, May, Nicole, Dylan, Aisha, Jack, all of you have written in, and Este have written in so many great names. And I'm getting back to you. I've just been busy writing Goop Tales, but I am going to get back to you. So thank you. Okay. I think that is all I wanted to go over. And, you know, you can always go to shop.gooptails.com to get a t-shirt with your favorite goop on it. Let's see, is there anything else? I think that's what I wanted to say for this one. Thank you all for listening. And let's go on a, a little visit to Indonesia. And I will see you on the other side. Bossy Lena was such a doll. When she was around, you had a ball. She could bat her eyes and give you a wink that would make your cheeks turn pink. But when she decided to take command, the opinions of all others were immediately banned. Chapter One Once upon a time, there was an adorable but very bossy little goop girl named Bossy Lena. Bossy Lena had big bright eyes that grew with every delightful thing she saw. If she looked upon a plate of freshly baked chewy chocolate cookies, her eyes would twinkle and her mouth would twitch. When she saw a cute puppy, her eyes grew to the size of oranges. And if she heard a dance party was happening, her eyes would start dancing up and down and left and right. Bossy Lena was quite expressive, and the other goops never doubted where they stood with her. She carried about a shiny red fountain pen for the express purpose of using it as a pointer. When Bossy Lena wasn't in an eyes-dancing, charming mode, she was quite the opposite. She was a little boss. She may have been petite in size, but Bossy Lena's bossiness could take over an entire room and then some. All of the goops knew that if Bossy Lena switched into bossy mode, that no one would get in a word and Bossy Lena's red pen would be flying every which way, telling everyone else what to do. If things were going too slowly, Bossy Lena would grow impatient and move into full-on boss mode. You guys go over there, okay? And then all of you have to stand still, and then the rest of you stand over in that corner. Once, Miss Wigglebutt was droning on and on in history class, 
talking about the fall of the Roman Empire the fall of the Western for almost an hour. And Bossy Lena couldn't stand it anymore. She hopped up on her desk with her red pen and said, We don't need to hear about another barbarian group encroaching on Rome. If we have heard about one, we have heard about them all. You really need to liven up this class and make history more interesting. Let's do a play. That will be much more exciting. Never share? I am going to cast you as barbarian number one. And Destroya, you will be barbarian number two, she said, pointing at Destroya with her red pen. Before she could cast one more goop, Miss Wigglebutt interrupted. Bossy Lena, why I never... This is my classroom. Sit down right now. All of the other goops burst into laughter. (laughs) This was the kind of bossiness they enjoyed. But there was an entirely different mode of bossy Lena that they didn't enjoy. Once, bossy Lena was playing with Very Vain, who picked up a mirror to admire herself. Very Vain, put down that mirror. You are being so vain. And if you continue to do that, the mirror will crack and so will your face. Put it down now. Very Vain was so startled, she dropped the mirror, and it did crack, but her face did not, although she burst into (laughs) tears and flew out the door. It was for your own good, called out Bossy Lena after her. Another time, she was at Yuwanda's birthday party and watched as Pie Jam ate one tiny strawberry cupcake after another. Pie Jam, Hmm? I've been watching you, and you are on your fourth cupcake. It's time to stop now, or you will be sick, she commanded. Pie Jam was horrified and embarrassed to be called out, but he couldn't resist swiping one more cupcake as he disappeared into the backyard and out of Bossy Lena's sight. One day, Bossy Lena and her good friend Bragger decided to set out on an adventure to a famous Goop World tree with a very large trunk. They had heard that it was so large you could disappear inside the trunk, but no one could ever find the entrance. They met at their favorite secret spot, near an inlet of a gurgling creek. First, they spent a few moments throwing stones in the water, wishing for a wonderful day, and then they turned and headed for the tree to find the entry to its giant trunk. Bragger was a few paces ahead of Bossy Lena, saying, I really am the fastest walker out of all the goops, when he was cut short. Bragger, stop it! You are walking too quickly, and that is nothing to brag about. Now stand still until I catch up, commanded Bossy Lena. I will stop and let you catch up, but only because you know that I am the fastest walker of all the goops, exclaimed Bragger. Bossy Lena just rolled her eyes and picked up her pace, and soon they were walking side by side. Moments later, the giant tree came into view. There she is, said Bossy Lena, as she pointed at it with her red pen. She? Questioned Bragger. Yes, she, insisted Bossy Lena, as Bragger walked over to the tree and began to inspect her trunk, looking for the entryway. Halt, 
Wait, let me find it. I will find it faster, said Bossy Lena. I think not. I'm the fastest, replied Bragger as he continued to examine the tree trunk. Bossy Lena walked over to Bragger, put one hand on the tree, and used the other to point her red pen at him. And then she said, Listen up, Bragger. This adventure was my idea, and I will be the one to find the secret entryway. As she stomped her foot on the ground, the ground opened up and swallowed her whole, pen and all, as Bragger looked on in astonishment. Chapter Two Bossy Lena was falling, falling, falling into a deep, dark hole until she landed with a small plop inside of a crater in Java, Indonesia. Of course, she had no idea that that was where she was. She picked herself up as she looked around. The earth was black and dry and hard. And looking up, she saw the opening of a crater and the pink-colored sky above. I want to get out of here, she said aloud. Then she walked over to the side of the crater and tried to figure out a way up and out. Bossy Lena was a boss, and if ever there was a problem to be solved or a situation to be taken care of, she didn't back off until she found a solution. This was one of the advantages to her bossiness. Being stuck inside of a Javanese crater was just another problem to tackle. She would somehow have to climb the wall of the crater, but it was long and steep. Bossy Lena pulled out her little red fountain pen and poked it into the crater wall above her head. And then she pushed her foot into a crevice. Okay, I guess I will scale the wall then, she said aloud as she moved her other foot into the crater. When she needed to feel emboldened, Bossy Lena would talk aloud to herself. It made her feel brave and not so lonely. And so she valiantly began her ascent up the crater. About halfway to the top, Bossilina grew fatigued and stopped to rest. Only it wasn't much of a rest because she had to cling to the wall with all her strength so as not to lose her grip and plummet to the crater floor. That was when she heard a strange sound, almost like a high-pitched chirping, but different. Bossilina didn't move. She looked up at the pink sky above knowing that the pink would soon fade and turn into a midnight blue as night fell. She desperately wanted to get out of the crater before darkness came. She stayed very still and listened, but there was only silence. Maybe I'm hearing things, she thought to herself. So she picked up her trusty red fountain pen and plunged it into the dirt above her and continued her climb. After ascending another 10 feet, Bossy Lena was exhausted again. She willed herself not to look down and she could barely stand to look up because she didn't want to see how far she had left. But she could tell by the change in light that the day was quickly fading into night.
Then she heard it again, the strange chirping sound. Vasilina stopped climbing for a moment to listen closely. And this time, she was sure she heard it. The chirping sound was growing louder. Because she couldn't help herself, Vasilina looked up to the top of the crater wall and saw exactly nothing but the edge of the crater, which seemed very far away. Maybe it's a friendly bird who will greet me at the top, she thought. Mustering up all her energy, Vasilina moved her foot up to another crevice and reached her arm above her. And that was when she lost her footing and slipped. She slid down the crater wall, frantically grasping for anything to stop her sliding. But down, down, down she went, clutching her red fountain pen until she landed on the crater floor with a small crash. Vasilina stood up and held back the tears. I'm a boss, she told herself. I can do this. She looked up at the sky above. It was now a beautiful shade of navy illuminated by the moon. Okay, well, the moon is out tonight. Mr. Moon, you will light my way, she said bossily as she pointed up at the moon with her red pen. And as she did, something caught her eye. There was a small and quick movement at the top of the crater. Vasilina did a double take to make sure she wasn't seeing things. And that was when she saw a tiny head look down and then quickly disappear. Oh, no, you don't. I saw you, whoever you are. Show yourself, called out Vasilina in her bossiest voice. Then she stared up at the edge of the crater, waiting. I'm waiting, she called out. I know you're there, and this is getting exhausting, bellowed Vasilina. But inside, she was scared. She had no idea who or what she was yelling at. And just then, the strangest thing happened. A black monkey with a mohawk stuck his head over the side of the crater and began to climb down the wall like an expert. Vasilina couldn't breathe. Chapter 3 Vasilina stood paralyzed as she watched the monkey quickly descend the crater wall. He moved so gracefully that she fell into a hypnotic trance, wishing she could do the same. When he arrived at the bottom, he went over to the mesmerized Vasilina and stared at her. She stared back. He cocked his head to the left and she did the same. Then to the right, and her head followed. Without warning, he burst out laughing as Vasilina stood and stared at him in awe. This snapped Vasilina right out of her trance, and she suddenly demanded, Stop laughing! This isn't funny! And the monkey stopped. Huh, you're a bossy little thing, aren't you? I would have thought you would be more grateful, said the monkey. Grateful? Yes, grateful. I'm a black macaque, and I climbed all the way down here to help you, and that is the thanks I get? A black what? asked Vasilina. A black macaque, a very special breed of monkey that lives in Java. 
but you can call me Majo. Bossy Lena looked him up and down, taking him in, and then said, And what makes you so special? Besides your climbing skills, of course. Majo straightened up, walked a few feet in front of Bossy Lena, and leaned his head down. Take a look. This time, it was Bossy Lena's <laughs> turn to laugh. You have a mohawk. Indeed. I'm a crested black macaque and very well respected around these parts, I might add. I wouldn't laugh if I were you, Majo said with a sweet smile, which put Bossy Lena at ease. He then went on to tell her that there was no way she would make it out of this crater without his help. Bossilina had fallen into one of the baby craters surrounding Mount Romo. He told her that all of these craters were in awe of the volcano Mount Bromo, which they surrounded. They were also a bit jealous of Mount Bromo's power, so they liked to show off with their own powers. Although the craters couldn't spew lava like Mount Bromo, they could fill up with smoke that was a mixture of vapor, carbon dioxide, and sulfur gases and emit it out to scare off tourists and other intruders. Many have lost their way in Java due to the blinding smoke of the craters. You have to be careful. Good thing I found you in there. These craters could smoke up and trap you down here forever. You would never find your way out, said Majo. Yes, good thing, said Basilina, as she looked up through the crater to the night sky above. Now, how are we going to get out of here? She asked. Majo smiled and bent down. Hop on, he said, offering his backside to Bossilina. So Bossilina did as he requested and gratefully accepted Majo's offer. She clung to his back as he began to ascend the crater wall. At first, Majo moved up the wall with ease, but after some time, he grew tired. He wasn't used to carrying the extra weight of Bossilina. Why are you stopping? demanded Bossilina. This is harder than I thought, and I need to rest a moment, he replied. So Bossilina waited, clinging to Majo's back as he clung to the crater wall, tightening his grip. Bossilina looked down. They weren't even halfway yet. She started to worry. What if they fell back down to the crater floor? This could happen time and time again, and she would never get out. There was nothing she could do. She was tired too, and she knew that her climbing skills were nowhere near those of Majo's. Maybe I should start climbing by myself, she said as she pulled out her red pen and plunged it into the crater wall. No, stop, cried Majo. But it was too late, Bossilina had already dug her fountain pen deep into the crater. Every time you do that, you're attacking the crater, taking away a little piece of her. We have to show respect, said Majo. No, listen to me. It's fine. I did it earlier. That is how I climbed so far, said Bossy Lena in a very bossy tone as she pushed her pen deeper into the crater. Majo's eyes grew wide with fear. He knew the crater was not to be messed with. She had feelings. She was living and breathing, 
and she would not tolerate being stabbed and mistreated by an intruder. Then he looked down at the crater floor as fear crept over him. Look, he said to Bossilina. Bossilina turned and looked down the crater to see rising smoke. It would soon blind them both. Chapter 4 Bossilina's body tensed and her eyes grew wide with fear. Move it! She screeched at an exhausted Majo. Don't boss me around, it stresses me out! He testily replied. Bossilina instantly regretted her words and apologized, but the smoke was still rising quickly. What are we gonna do? She asked as she looked at Majo. I don't know, but when that smoke reaches us, we won't see a thing, and I definitely won't be able to climb any further. We will probably both fall back down to the crater floor. For the second time in a short while, Bossilina wanted to cry. It was usually when she was on the verge of tears that she summoned all her boss power. She wasn't going to let this crater overcome her or Majo. There had to be a way. She looked over at Majo and asked, Didn't you say the craters were all jealous of the power of Mount Bromo? And all they can do is emit smoke while Mount Bromo spews lava? Majo nodded. What if this little crater could emit a fiery red smoke? She would be pretty cool and powerful and get a lot of attention, right? Asked Bossilina. Well, I suppose she would, but uh, how would she do that? Said Majo. I have an idea. And before Majo could even ask what it was, Bossilina was in full boss mode, but the good kind. She looked down at the crater floor and called out. Listen up, crater. I know I sound pretty bossy, but I'm your friend. I'm here to help you be bigger and bolder than ever. But I need your help too. I know you're mad at me because I stabbed you multiple times with my red pen. And I apologize. I shouldn't have done that. It was thoughtless and insensitive. And Majo has helped me see how wrong I was. But I meant you no harm. And now I just want to get back home. I have a plan where we can help each other out. Both Majo and Bossilina stared down at the crater and waited. Nothing happened. The white smoke continued to fill the crater. Bossilina had to think quick. Okay, if you can hear me, I want you to puff two times. They looked at each other and then down at the rising white smoke again, waiting for a sign. After what seemed like forever, the crater puffed itself twice and the white smoke billowed in and out. Bossilina couldn't believe her plan was actually working and neither could Majo. They looked at each other in astonishment. Majo had no idea what was coming next, but he watched as Bossilina looked back at the crater floor and said, I 
you stand out amongst all the other craters. Mount Broma will know who you are. I know you have only ever pushed out white smoke. But what if your smoke was red? What if you were the only crater that had red smoke coming out? Mount Bromo would surely notice you, and so would all the other craters. I can help you turn red. All I need to do is get to the top with Majo. At this point, the white smoke was beginning to cover Bossilina's feet, and she feared she would soon disappear into it. But for us to get to the top, we need you to hold off on the smoke. Just wait until we are at the top. And then you can go full force and I will turn you red. Majo had no idea what Bossilina was speaking about. But as the white smoke was now up to his waist, he hoped that the crater listened. Bossilina looked down at her feet and she saw the smoke had stopped at her ankles. And that was all she needed to ramp up into full boss mode. She climbed back on Majo and said, Go! And he did, with Bossilina cheering him all the way to the top. You got this, Majo. And when we are at the top, you are going to see the most spectacular sight, and you will have a story to tell your tribe. And that little crater will be the toast of all the other craters, not to mention Mount Bromo. Majo felt a surge of excitement and energy as he moved up the crater wall with strength he didn't know he had. When they reached the top, the two of them climbed over the edge and Bossilina didn't disappoint on her promise. She looked back down at the billowing clouds of white smoke and called out to the crater. Now! The crater puffed as hard as it could while Bossilina popped open her red fountain pen and poured it down the crater opening where it melted into the white smoke. The ink immediately spread out, creating a glorious shade of sunset red that rose from the crater. The tiny crater stood out from every other crater and all the surrounding craters puffed out white smoke clouds in admiration, while Mount Bromo gave a huge lava rumble as applause. You did it, said Majo. We did it, smiled back Bossilina. And now it's time for me to go back home. Thank you, Majo, for all you've done. I learned a lot from your patience and kindness, and I will always remember you. How are you going to get home? asked Majo in bewilderment. Watch and trust, answered Bossilina, who was once again in full boss mode. Then she capped her red fountain pen and turned and jumped into the red smoke coming from the crater she had just escaped from. And she was gone as Majo watched in amazement. When Bossilina landed, she was back on the forest floor near the trunk of a very large tree. She looked around for Bragger because she was ready to brag to him. But he was nowhere to be found. He was in the Thorn Miniature Rooms of the Chicago Art 
Institute. But that is a tale for another time. Okay, that's it for this episode of Goop Tales. And if you enjoyed this episode and this trip to Java, Indonesia, I would love it if you would leave a review at iTunes. It helps to spread the word. I read them all. Let's see. Next time, who are we going to have? We are going to meet Bragger. I love the name Bragger. I thought that was hilarious. And I love what Bragger is holding, which you're going to find out in the next story. It was such a, a clever idea that was written in. So we'll see what Bragger has when we get to the next Goop Tale. So don't forget to vote for who you want to see next because you never know who I might pick. You just go to gooptales.com forward slash vote and you can vote there for who I should write about next. Do I have anything else to tell you besides that I just appreciate you all listening and I love going on this journey with you? I hope you all remember how amazing you are, each and every one of you. I really, really believe that and that your imagination is so incredible and it can take you anywhere at any time. And I hope that Goop Tales helps you to get there and sparks ideas in you that make you want to visit other places in the world, makes you curious about other cultures and new ways of being because really that's what life is all about. And I know if you're listening that you do have that open mind. So thank you for that. Thank you for being an amazing listener. I love you all. And I will see you in the next Goop Tale. And remember, until then, make every day a Goop Day. <laughs> <laughs>